and welcome back to the Black and White Podcast. Um, <laughs> let me try it again. Uh, welcome back to the Black and White Co- Podcast. Third time. <laughs> welcome back to the Black and White Podcast, where life may not be black and white, but we certainly are. My name is Marie. I am Katie. I love it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna keep every single part of that in. Is that right? okay? <laughs> I'm putting a note right now that beginning is perfect. Do not change. Um, I love it. <laughs> um, today we have a very special guest. I'm very excited to to talk with him. Our good friend Rachel Sparks recommended him for the podcast. His name is Isaac. He is an entrepreneur and a father. Please, everybody, mm-hmm. welcome Isaac. Hey. How's it going, man? Uh, you know, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eats you. No, that's one of my favorite oh. sayings. That's one of my favorite sayings because that's. What is, didn't it come from something? Specifically? It came from you guys. Sometimes Yogi Bear uh, comes in and doesn't oh, take shit. your honey, he steals your soul. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And boy, is it true. Yo. <laughs> um, no. What's hilarious is that last week we were supposed to record a podcast and literally hell and everything rained down on us. So we didn't record anything last week. We tried. It didn't happen. But yeah, so the bear ate us last week. (laughs) Yeah. So are you you feeling better and stuff? Uh, In terms of COVID... I I love this because Marie just sat back like I've heard this. Uh, in terms of COVID, I feel great. I am recovered, and that is fantastic. Um, the literally the day the day after I tested negative twice, um, I got a bunch of auditions. This is something I briefly monologized last week, but let's just do it again. Um, very very first day outside, I finally get like a bunch of auditions come in at last minute. <laughs> and one of those auditions was late at night it was for a motion capture video game um for a sword fight i haven't sword fought in Ooh. many years and also i'm recovering oh. from covid so i go to my friend's dojo um we work out a, a really cool sweet combo i'm doing it i think it's maybe on the sixth take because i cannot stop panting because the covid breath is just <laughs> gnarly i was just like and he's like you know like you look cool but what would make you look cooler is if you don't have your mouth gaping open gasping for air and i was like fair point uh so i like and i like this 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 one time i i'm finally nailing every single combo it looks cool And then I take my own knee out because I just didn't plant my foot right. And I just, so now I'm in a knee brace and I'm getting an MRI tomorrow morning. Oh my goodness. Did they love the take? Were they like, oh, Oh, they didn't cast me. This was like over a week ago. This was like, (laughs) so yeah, no. So Marie and I tried to record just a normal podcast on Tuesday last week. It didn't work because uh, Marie's internet went out. So we tried to reschedule it for Thursday and that was the day, I, the one day, one day of that week that I had any work whatsoever, anything that was paying me. Um, the problem was it was all digital, which was great because I was like, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to stand. Um, fantastic. But uh, we get a tag on our door a couple nights before saying that the LADWP was knocking our power out. For that day, in this specific hours, I had one 
paying gig. It's bastards. <laughs> I, it's uh. just, it, like, the amount of luck I've been had. Like I, I don't know what. <laughs> I did, and I don't know who I offended, and I'm sorry, and, uh, you know, I wish I could take it all back, whatever the hell. Uh, whoever has got me on, like, a voodoo doll or something, like, <laughs> up, like we've had enough. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, that voodoo uh, shit I, is no joke. I, you know, and I wonder. I, I honestly wonder. But, so, I don't have a laptop computer now because the last job took that back. Um, so, I have this whole rig that I'm using to record this podcast. So I broke all of that down with this knee and a knee brace. Our power is out. So our, our, we're on the third floor. Our elevator is not working. So I have to, <laughs> Mark is obviously helping me. We have to lug all this stuff down. And He's I go to my friend's funny. house because we have no power. <laughs> so I go to my friend's house so I can do this gig. I sign in. I finally set everything up. And trust me, there's more stories to that where things weren't working and then suddenly finally did. I finally log in right maybe five minutes before I was supposed to be there. And they told me that the gig got canceled. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. So that's I how it goes. So I, I told curious. Marie, I'm sorry, but like, uh, I'm not doing shit tonight. <laughs> so how it's does this that. audition thing work? Like you, you actually, uh, or do you like, do you pay an agent to, uh, find you jobs or um if anybody is a new actor out there and looking for work please number yeah. one advice i can give never 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 pay your agent until you get paid mm. um those are scams don't do those uh i have an agent because he he sought mm. me out um and it was through other work that i had done and uh, he's actually been my agent for a couple of years now great guy um hit him up I, Jason I was Hillen. under yeah I was under the impression that's the way it worked like you you paid so, an agent 60 bucks a month and then they ooh. contacted you with uh with gigs and they had your ooh. portfolio so that's, that's a subscription based type of service any anyone who um is actually like um of me, the casting I'm guild or, I want to try to break in do me I a could. favor do not do not pay people do sixty dollars a month. Um, <laughs> it's a waste of money, and you're not guaranteed. So the thing the thing with agents is that they are supposed to be working for you for one, and they only get paid when you get paid. So they get a percentage of what you make. So a mm. typical non union agent will be about like fifteen to twenty percent ish of your gig. So the amount of money is like fifteen to twenty percent of whatever you're making on the gig that you book. Um, yeah, go ahead. Take some notes, man. Go ahead. Write it down. Um, <laughs> when it when it comes to there's a difference between managers and agents. Uh, managers help with the organization of your schedule and things like that. Agents themselves are the ones that are helping you get in the door, um, going for the type of style of acting you're doing, or you know, there's several different things. But agents are basically your um, your social network provider <laughs> in a way where it's like so hey, they should be your friend and they should be like doing this well, pro bono until they find you something and then they I, should be getting a percentage they'll get a percentage once they book you work so um yeah any anything subscription based like you better be guaranteed a certain amount of work in order to cover those fees otherwise mm. you're paying some you're paying someone what six times the amount of a netflix subscription a month yeah. <laughs> something yeah. to think about <laughs> um 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, the only reason why I know you're not supposed to do that is because in one of the the episodes of The Office, Andy play it pays Roseanne's character <laughs> right and I, do you remember that it plays Roseanne <laughs> character to get him working out and everybody was like no you this is not like how it goes <laughs> yeah no, it, and, it, and it's a good thing that they did that on that show too but I don't think it was widely known but it, it, one of the things especially in LA it, and Isaac I don't I don't know a whole lot about you I'm getting to know you right now and, and through all of this but Please do not pay one person, especially if they're not getting you work, $60 a month, because that is a hefty yeah. price. I mean, yeah. honestly, I, uh, I I live up in the woods, and sure. this was a dream of mine when I was younger. But now that I have children, I'm kind of locked into this area a little bit. And so uh, if if I was a free bird, I probably would be pursuing um something more along those lines and this is always something i've been wondering like if i could get it started from here anyways or you know you totally you know, probably I, can here's yeah. here's the interesting thing is that a lot of stuff has moved to digital a lot of stuff has moved to um self tapes and things like that mm. uh the payment stuff this is where a lot of actors and especially a lot of young actors <laughs> fall prey to is um the sort of like hey pay for this class you're gonna get work no one can mm. guarantee you work and there was a big dispute in terms of uh casting directors there used to be things called casting director workshops which were really helpful in like getting your foot into the door just personally and getting to know the casting director but a lot of those casting directors basically took some of the student entry fees and use them as a means to audition. So they were getting paid to audition essentially, which is not never professionally speaking, not the case. You should not be paying to audition for anyone. And I, even if our podcast goes out to like two people, please let me (laughs) state this here now. Do not pay for a job interview. Essentially. That's really good advice. But where do you, I mean, if you, so say you're not going to deal with an agent, where do you begin to look for auditions? I would say there's a couple of things that you can do. There's uh, there's plenty of places that are like putting out like free audition type things. I think Actors Access does sort of a thing, but you have to pay for the submission. But like there's there's ways that you can get in contact with the casting director. It depends on really what it is that you want to do. Um, if in terms of anything, you know, okay, anything <laughs> is a wide net, and that's <laughs> it's a very wide. You know what yeah. I mean, like. I could say anything and then like, but I'm not going to be the one that they call up to do the sex scene with fucking, um, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll do it. I'll do it, I'll do it right now. <laughs> right. You, you know, maybe you're the person, but like, that's the kind of, they got to narrow in on like the style you want to do. Like I am comedy. Um, like I, I think do I'm too old lot. for Leo. <laughs> you know, I think we all are. I think we all are. <laughs> but if I was auditioning for a motion capture, they can make me any old age <laughs> that I wanted to be mm-hmm. for the role, uh, which did, was what got me in the knee predicament to begin with. But, um, you know, yeah. narrowing down the vision of like what it is that you want, then you start to you start to get to know the people in that industry because acting in general is a very wide net. 
there's so many different things and there's so many different platforms that people are performing on now. So do you want to, like you have to ask those questions of like do you want to be famous do you want to be reality famous do you what do you want to be known for what are you good at in your own mind so for me i don't want to be famous i want to be one of those character actors that works in like several movies i want to travel and like do a movie in australia and then fly over to england and do this and like i want to i want to be a character actor and so i'm also very good at comedy and pratt falls and sort of prank type stuff so that's my avenue that i've been kind of like gearing towards so um and you had, and things. how many you said you had how many uh gigs offered to you last week six six well you said six what oh i lost your sound yeah, your sound's out, Katie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. All right. You know what? I might as well just put a commercial in there because uh, <laughs> Zencaster kind of just shit out on us. And hey, I legitimately do not remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. But other than do not pay for your representation. Your representation should only be getting paid when you get work. Um, yeah. uh, oh, and narrowing down the field of uh, what you want to do um, and training within that. Like that's... I- Wherever money goes, it should be towards the betterment of yourself, as in either your health, uh, your look, your clothes, whatever, um, or your training. And your training is a huge thing. So. The one question I have is, like, how, how many ads do you get, like, say, a week or a month? Or, like, how many, uh, um, you know, audition opportunities? Auditions? It, it's dependent. And um, it's fun. We should bring our good friend Tori on here sometime to talk yeah, about this a little yeah, he's everything. <laughs> well, that dude books a lot of national commercials. Um, <laughs> oh my God. What does a national commercial pay? Oh, it depends, uh, but a lot. Uh, a good chunk, a good yeah. chunk that'll last you a good while. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like a series regular wait, and, and this is a series regular is usually somebody who occurs on a television show that occurs weekly and usually um, it, maybe not main cast, but at least part of the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, from the last I heard, I think it's about 35000 an episode is oh, for wow. a series regular. Is it just me? But that's uh, have you guys national- noticed that commercials have like really been opening up? Like the the people there, they seem to be like really looking for normal, not generic, like beauty shit anymore in commercials. I've been really surprised and like, you know, kind of like, oh, 
a lot of times <laughs> watching these new commercials. I'm like, mm-hmm. way to go, finally. Well, yeah. here's, I mean, and this is, wow, this feels Sorry, like the I'm actor looking. podcast this week, so I forgive me, Marie. <laughs> this I'm is like sitting, and I'm also just trying to find my lighter. So you do what you gotta uh, do. You know what? <laughs> and you do what you gotta do. <laughs> I feel like this is like half a podcast is me talking and looking for my lighter. That's your lighter. <laughs> That's my contribution. It. So you're here. No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> so there. The, the acting business is a wide swath of just like many different random things. Here's the thing is that um, there is a big discussion on whether or not to be union or non-union. Non-union gigs, at least currently mm. post-digital era, are starting to get more funding. Um, I, I've auditioned for several like big brand names, but they're all non-union because they can pay you out more and they don't necessarily have to pay you residuals, which is what SAG basically orders you to do so a national commercial is a a sag commercial or a sag represented commercial so they adhere to certain guidelines in order to make the experience of shooting it and producing it much easier on everyone's psyche essentially (laughs) um the problem is is that in terms of sag you have to pay to be in sag it's a big 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 wide network of a lot of different actors and your pool ends up shrinking a bit because you don't have as many people you're competing with. But at the same time, these are all professional actors working for professional rates. So what something a trend that I've actually been seeing is that throughout time, uh, as digital media has kind of become a popular cultural thing, movie stars have moved to TV stars. TV stars have moved to commercial stars or digital stars. Um, Commercial slash digital stars have moved to like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, so on and so forth. Like it feels like everyone kind of just shifts a little bit and it's not necessarily shifting downwards. It's just shifting towards where um, the consumer eye is going to and where the consumer eye is, at least at the moment in my understanding is it's on TikTok, it's on Instagram, it's on Hulu, it's on Disney Plus, it's on Netflix, it's on the digital platforms, uh, whether it's social media or it's uh, just like a digital show. So consider, like, if anyone's out there, like, watches Twitch or YouTube or anything, consider all the shows that kind of feel a little bit like an infomercial now. <laughs> Those are non-union gigs. Uh, those are gigs that usually, um, you know, they give you a buyout. They don't give you residuals. You don't get to make money in perpetuity. They can use your image mm. and your likeness and all of your thoughts and opinions as much as possible. And and that's that. That's non-union. SAG so you, has some... you wouldn't recommend going for SAG? Ugh, see, here's the thing. I am actually not SAG. I'm SAG eligible. <laughs> I highly recommend SAG because one, SAG sets uh, sounds like just a weird thing to say. SAG, SAG or Screen Actors Guild sets are so much better than non-union sets. Oh, the I believe pro- that. Oh I believe god, that. I believe that definitely, definitely, definitely. The difference between working on like a digital set that's like a popular thing that millions and millions of people watch versus working on a SAG set that maybe is a little bit smaller of a production, but has a little bit more clout. The difference is night and day. Um, Non-union sets are fine and it depends on the company. You have to really go for the reputation and the, um, what 
these people produce and how they produce. You have to be aware of that and what you want to do. But non-union sets are fucking rough. (laughs) Like... I got hired for a non-union gig and I was very excited. I was essentially going to be writing for TV. Um, I was going to be doing everything I wanted and they pulled the rug out from underneath me and said, I'm sorry, we're going through some changes. We have a hiring freeze. So if that was a SAG situation, they would have compensated me for the time that I spent being like, when is my start date? When can I get my contract? That that SAG would, you know, help me with that kind of like, hey, I was left in the lurch and I also denied jobs in order to take this job. And then you told me at last minute, I don't actually have this job. <sighs> Those frustrations are just quintessential non-union. That's it's, it's always happening. All the frustrations and things. For instance, this audition that I went on, <laughs> this was a non-union audition. It paid amazing i'd fly to london i would be put up like it was gonna be great but it was gonna be clutch it was gonna be so cool i I, like in like at a studio that i just no i would have been awesome however this audition process they wanted me to do six different scenes they wanted me to do all this choreography that they did not choreograph they didn't choreograph themselves they also wanted this team within let uh, no fighting so like uh like sword fighting and and um, you specialized in fighting there's some some things yeah i can do because i have experience with like swords and stage fighting oh yeah you do does larping count uh, (laughs) it might i mean i mean if there's like any kind of like guide or something like it might but um i would would say maybe go maybe go to like a, a facility or a school that teaches like that kind of fighting style for screen um just because with camera work, and especially when it comes to motion capture, totally different ballpark. So that that's another thing to like be wary of. Like every mm. different version, like if you see it on TV, if you see it on a video game, if you see it on your phone, all these things have different sets of skills that should mm. be good to know <laughs> and learn about before you go into it or try and book a gig for these. I really because- like your angle. I really like the idea <sighs> of like being in action sequences. Like. Yeah, I mean, well, so motion capture, I mean, video games are a billion dollar industry. And I mean, Marie and I know this really well, too, because we play video games almost daily, <laughs> you know, Amen. like, it's just one of the, you know, like, it's fun. Um, and you were saying that you also played like PUBG and things, right? Yeah. And yeah. I also have done some amazing sword work with my six year old in the yard. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we do battle and it gets oh. and people bleed. <laughs> oh shit you're going like full like actual sharpened swords and you just need no, to no, no, have your kid no. learn or no they're like the foam swords that you buy from the fair <laughs> okay okay you got some like larvae make swords. people bleed <laughs> especially like when the tips break off and that little plastic is like sticking oh, out from so the inside funny. of the foam sword oh man I love but it. like i really do like the the action sequences and so you're saying that like even for a video game all of the action sequences, a lot of times they do like that, like you said, where they record and then they, yeah, motion capture, exactly. Yeah. So, so it's basically those really like, cool. those like flight jumpsuit type things with the little balls on them. And, yeah. and also yeah. technology has changed so immensely. And even mm. in the last couple of years, especially with people in quarantine or auditioning within their own homes, it, like the technology has been insane. Um, 
So yeah, no, every, every style of entertainment has its own style of acting um, or performing because instead of performing for just, you know, people in front of a stage or something like that, you're having people using your body and your movements in order to conduct these moves. And so like, you want to make sure it's cool. Uh, Yeah. So every awesome, (laughs) (laughs) like when you, in terms of acting, like if if that's a goal of yours, you have to like, what is the perspective that you would like yourself to be shown the most? Yeah. I, you know, I mean, realistically, I haven't, even thought about all of these different options i was just thinking that when my kids were gonna grow up like i'd move to hollywood and then get discovered while bussing in a taco bell or like in a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> like, i love that though because i think me a lot and of my us charm. Like that. <laughs> yeah did you ever have that there. marie did you ever have that moment where you're like i'm gonna get discovered at this uh, oh yeah whatever <laughs> no, I had that at Starbucks <laughs> so this is so funny because I've had that moment and I really think um there's this really uh, funny ongoing theme um on TikTok that I see and it was it, it was really validating for me but it also made me realize how silly we all are and how <laughs> uh it's just funny how you when you're out and about you behave a certain ways because you're like oh, what if this is my big break? And like, you know, you drop a paper and like look up and you're, smile like a funny way. You're waiting way. for the hand to land you're, on top of your hand on the paper. Yeah, it's like your own meat cue. Like, and I uh. just, I love that. Uh, number one, <laughs> like this, there's this pixie, the biggest one I see is like the pixie manic girl of your dreams. Like, uh-huh. oh, I just happen to have a violin in the back of my... <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh my homemade soap will cure all of your ailments you know what I mean just like things yeah, like that I and, uh, you never realize that what comes along with that pixie princess is a lot of baggage that you might like yeah, well, you gotta think about the rest of the package is, and especially if that manic also comes with a depressive and you got yourself a nice bipolar <laughs> girlfriend that's got some things going on <laughs> I, I love it it's just maybe needs a little lithium you know like there's like so many it's so funny because that those were like the casting call one of my favorite bits i used to do and i think i've talked about this like a billion times but i used to do a bit on one of my comedy shows called booty call or casting call where i would read aloud either a casting call from hollywood or a booty call on craigslist and they're remarkably similar but like the and the people couldn't tell the difference and it was one of my favorite games to play with a live audience because they were like what and then when i would like say like the brand name of like who was casting and they'd be like that was nike and it's like yeah obviously look at their commercials <laughs> wow. um <laughs> but like the 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 manic pixie girlfriend was for i want to say from like 2010 to 2017 the like only female casting that was happening in like the age group of like 20s to 30s it was yeah. like manic pixie girlfriend <laughs> yeah, i wanted to be a, like oh i wish i was like that and like but i just think it's along Mysterious. the same lines of that like how you you're like oh i always hope somebody will just see me and say i'm gonna make you a star it's i love that we're mm-hmm. paying attention to these things that we all do because i feel like you really think you're you're alone in your head 
but we're all crazy. Like, I, well, <laughs> we're I hear all crazy. Stories about it. You hear those stories too. There are people out there telling stories about so and so actor who was like in their forties who was just but working at a restaurant happens. and they got discovered. But here's you know? the, here's the beautiful thing about those stories, though. Look deeper into their stories. They're not an overnight success. They're the actors that were doing it for fucking years and no yeah, one fair. paid attention and fair. no one cared. No one knew. They saw like maybe a play or something and they're like, eh, I think they're good. And those actors usually quit and they do some other thing. And then their friends are like, but that guy was so good in that thing. And then they hire them. And then it's like, oh, that guy was so iconic in that show. And then suddenly they're an overnight success. And you don't see mm. the fucking trudge I of a life that. behind it. Like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But uh, Margot Martindale is one of those. Um, uh, she's like, you might not notice her name. Like you got to look her up, but like she's in everything. And she's one of those actors that like has just been a character actor and has just kind of been around. And you don't see those times of like great loss or like people just struggling to have any kind of revel- relevance. And then yeah. suddenly they pop off and you're like, oh yeah, that actor, I fucking love them. Yeah, and, and then they go away for a while, you know. It, yeah, I do, and and honestly, that when I think about all that, it really makes me realize like that I don't have that yen, really. I mean, I I I there's my problem is that uh, I'm one of those people who is a jack of all trade and yet a master of none and i've been <laughs> floating for uh, through life like you know from little thing to little thing usually in like a guiding capacity whether it's like working for a bungee jumping outfit or working at a cave or working at a zip line or something like that or you know like being in charge of a ropes course there's like all these other things and right now i'm i'm the opportunities that are opening up to me is working more in the, the childhood development sector. I'm trying to get a job cool. at the local school district. And um, yeah, I really enjoy that. And that's satisfying. And it's genuinely what I think is like the only way we're going to change all of this crazy stuff that the country's been going through is like, you know, is getting to the youth early and making sure, sure. that they like see a different way of doing things but like if i was to be like you know on my own and by myself and in a different space like all of these notes that i've been taking as you've been talking like man i'm gonna have to like really reassess if that's something i'll still need the money you know like i'll still need the money in the meantime while i do that sure like you know start to look at these things that's never the struggle. I mean, this is something that I think we've talked about extensively on this podcast too. Is like, when do when is it about the money and when is it about the passion? You know, yeah. like, and sometimes it is just about the money, and that's the shitty thing. That's why we take those jobs that are like, I don't know. I guess I work for a car battery company now, <laughs> you know, which is something I have done and like was working reception at a fucking car battery company like it makes yeah. no sense and like it's not something that i'm like here's my highlight reel i worked for a, a kosher restaurant where they conducted brisses in the restaurant like but the you... amount of <laughs> that i did no i didn't cut the penis um no 
But when I was cleaning up, I noticed that there was Johnson and Johnson baby gauze, and that was enough for me to think that I needed another job because no, it was it was a lot. Yeah. Also, the brisket was so dry. I just have to put it out there. I was just mad oh, about the brisket. You should have added nutmeg. I can't support this. I don't want to sign my name to this brisket. <laughs> I know, no, I like the amount of babies that I saw, like, uh, you know, <laughs> become a proper Jewish boy. That was a lot. Um, and I never Ooh. want to experience that again. But, like, that's Fair. the thing is that those jobs are just like, I needed the money. And, like, sometimes you do yeah. those fucking weird ass jobs. Yeah. And, like, and, and more often than not, in order to do what you really want to do or pursue the passion that you really want to do, you either need money to get that idea started or sure. you need money to stay alive while you wait for it to happen. Yep. Even if you're like driving hard at it and like focused and, in, you know, intentional, like yeah. with everything that you're doing, it's like you still need something to keep you alive in the meantime. Like right now, and especially both of my car's other... insurance is up. <laughs> like, yeah. so I need and that's the shitty. That is the <laughs> shitty part. <laughs> it, it, you know, and like that's that's the constant struggle. And especially when you have more than just yourself and your family or more than just a, a partner or someone that's helping you out. Like that's that also takes a toll, too. And I remember I went to some Groundlings type of show or something like that because I also used to perform in there and oh you which in the la well, groundlings yeah well like i was a student for the most part and like yeah. i was basically supposed to be in writing lab but then i denied it three times and they said that i could no longer be part of the program and i had to go back all the way through and uh, they added classes and i was like mm, i'm poor i can't do this what's uh, groundlings is a um a comedy school it's basically they call it like the harvard of comedy out here oh, right. um, yeah i have heard of that actually yeah, no, it, it, it was one of those things that I got into when I was in college and um, didn't realize the reputation until I got there for the first day of class and saw all of these pictures of all of my idols on the wall, <laughs> like Will Ferrell, Chris and Wig, like so many people. And I was like, oh, what did I do? Um, That's yeah, the dream. I mean, it was it it was humbling to realize that I was I was in there so young, um, but it was also humbling to realize that I was poor as a joke. And uh, also, you do you did you say you do stand up comedy? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm on an interview, so I sometimes do stand up. I I mostly do sketch comedy and um, uh, just like you know, I I have this personal things. theory. I think that like stand up comics. Like I idolize them. I I feel like they're the closest things we have to literal gods. <laughs> like, I mean, when you get to the big stage, wow. because you'd be surprised, like, like when, when people are laughing and you'll notice this with like all the good comics, especially all the ones that you see on Netflix and stuff, it's like each comic represents a certain demographic in the country. And when you get them laughing and then you start to slip in these real things that you actually feel about like the state of the world and stuff. It's crazy to me. Cause like you'll find people out there who quote like 
stand-up comics real bits like the parts where they're being real and talking about how they feel about like the state of the world Mm -hmm. they're actually like cementing and making up a lot of people for whatever is the demographic that they appeal to those people are really basing how they think about life a lot of times off of their favorite comic and so like you know real good comics understand the influence they have and they walk around like on a whole nother level as far as like, you know, actors and, 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 and performers and stuff. I really do think that we underestimate hmm. the power that these people have. Like laughter uh, yeah. is, is a crazy power to be able yeah. to like get people to laugh. And then while they're off guard because they're laughing, like slip in these ideological claims. Well, like, and it's, like, I mean, oh, yeah. a lot of, a lot of humor or at least comedy is speaking truth to power or like calling out the bullshit, um, which is w- mm. why I gravitated to it so much because it felt like it kind of ripped the bandaid off of like, you're presenting this like very nice facade, but I know there's dark shit behind it. <laughs> and then yeah. comedy kind of rips that off and says like, yeah, there's dark shit behind there. Let me show you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I will I will say if you're if you're looking for any prophetic or like really good comics uh, look up Taylor Tomlinson um she's hilarious and uh she's got Amen. two or three specials on Netflix really really good and very very funny <laughs> Taylor Yeah Thompson. I I I yeah. follow I, I follow most like you know I even on Pandora and Spotify like just follow playlists and the cool thing about like pandora even though that's old school is like when you click on a comedy station on pandora it's like every track will be a different comic and so you just get this well-rounded view of like all these different perspectives and each track is like a whole different style instead of listening to somebody's whole set and so it's really it's it's interesting to listen to it that way but i do i really think that like if you can stand up there and make people laugh when they are expecting you you know what i mean like it's on the on the street you like say a joke and it catches someone off guard and they're like oh, sure. <laughs> you're funny but like on the stage though it's like they're all sitting there almost determined not to laugh until you say something funny <laughs> you know what i mean like, right. yeah. they're like True. come on jokester make me laugh and so like i don't man like it takes a certain level like that's that is actually one of my bucket lists is before i die i want to go to an open mic and do five minutes of stand-up i've got some jokes written already nice good and you know that there there are plenty of like those kinds of classes too and like you can go at the the so i met my fiance at a uh comedy show and um, he, not long after that, started taking stand-up classes uh, with Leslie Wolf, who's a very uh, famous casting director. Well, famous, but she's known in the acting community out here um, for comedy and for casting. And um, he did his first stand-up. And I remember the first time I went to go see him do stand-up, it was the first time he was performing. And I was like, if he doesn't nail this, I don't know how <laughs> this is going to go. Like, I was very nervous. Like, he was nervous, but, like, confident because he's very good at it. And he, I don't think he realized just quite how good he was until he went to that class. And, and did, he ended up, like, helping, like, write some people's sets and stuff. 
but like the nerves that I had going in, I was like, I'm going to have to like break this off. And this is a good thing. But if he's not funny, <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> like I was so nervous. And then, yeah. Well, and then he crushed it. And like, and that's the thing is that like. That's so hot. Because yeah, it is. It's it's incredibly attractive. Well, because it's 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 somebody who can understand really great nuanced irony, but that a a multitude of people that you've never met or spoken to before can understand and relate to. That's incredible. It's a it's an incredible talent. Um, he didn't even know he was on trial though. Like you like this is a deal breaker. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he, he knows now because I talk about it all the time. I'm just like that. I could have gone so bad if you were bad, and Why I was you like to prove it, bro. <laughs> you but lost then we, it all. we we started doing like shows together. Like we we started doing like some stand up shows together and, and things. It it was a blast. It was like one of those things that I felt like I was going to work and I also got to like hang out with like a really great guy <laughs> oh that's so awesome um there was that yeah on netflix that was the first time i ever saw uh a couple stand up it's that one girl who oh, like talks super Natasha yeah natasha lazaro and her man yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah that was that was cool they killed it that was an awesome set hey, what that was something i had not seen before and unless it was like nickels in may but yeah and you guys did something like that though Oh, we didn't. We didn't do it like that. We didn't like tag team our set. No, I. We would like. I would be an MC for a show, and then he would. He did uh, his set as well. Yeah, but it's yeah, kind of the same thing. Of yeah. yeah, but yeah. I mean, they they did a whole thing together, and uh, that'll yeah. that'll be for the wedding, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm I'm excited. Uh, mm. Lots of lots of stuff to do. But what about you guys? What's uh, what's going on in the next week? Anything you guys are looking forward to? You go first. Uh, Marie, you might be muted. Just uh, um, FYI, oh. it's okay. No, she's just muted as in like she. I was wondering why. Like I was like, <laughs> I could tell because my dogs are like freaking going crazy back here. Um. I uh, get to go to Lesbians Who Tech this week, so I'm excited. Nice. Yeah, I got the time off work, and I'm going to go have a good time. I'm volunteering. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, to, you know, just is get it, backstage, meet people, things like is that. Is it pretty so. much what it says in the name? Lesbians Who Tech, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a very big um, conference in San Francisco. Um uh, it's uh, you know Rosie Donald's gonna be there. Carmen Esposito is gonna be wow. there. A lot of, like um, one uh, Alicia. What's her um, what's her name from Black Lives Matters? Um, Alicia Garza. Um, okay. Just you know, wow. it's uh, gonna That's be awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah, Nina, Johnny like, Nichols. A lot of people know Johnny Nichols is. Everybody uh, goes hard. After the after, like, is it a party too? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I not that I know of. I mean, I'm sure, like, people from all over the world coming into town and like mm -hmm. uh, for a conference. But I mean, I know they have parties and stuff. But it's you know definitely tech focused. There's speakers all day, classes, things like that. Um, it's uh. It takes over all over the city. Like there's sages all over uh, the city and things. It's really cool. 
Is there anybody in particular that you're excited to see or a class that you're excited to go to? Well, I'm not um, getting to go to any classes. I'm just going to be volunteering mm-hmm. at, the, yeah. at the at the main stage. And um, okay. yeah, so I, um, uh, I don't know. I'm hoping maybe Car- Carmen Esposito. She's yeah. really funny. And um, uh, I think, uh, you know, I'm not like the biggest Rosie fan, but if I got to take a picture, I'll take a picture. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What so. has she been doing recently? Yeah. That I have zero clue. She shows up on my feet every once in a while, but like I really don't think she does anything anymore. Yeah. You know, man, she's got I like she's married with nothing. kids and Last or no, she's not married anymore. She was doing an interview on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. I think that was the last Love time. I haven't listened that to that in a long time. It's been yeah, a minute as well, but yeah. I'm... It used to be my jam, though. It's a good. It's a good Sunday. Was it a Sunday? Sunday mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or was wait wait don't oh. tell me I thought maybe Saturday night I can't remember. Oh, she's really um, guest starring on stuff. Apparently, she she's a series regular on uh, the new American Gigolo, so I gotta watch that. Okay, oh. there you go. Is that a show? That's a show, right? Mm-hmm. It's a new show. Is it? A, it's not a reality TV show. No, 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 no. No, um, it's a it's a drama, right? Yeah, with um, the guy from John Bernthal. He's like the guy from I know him first from Walking the Dead. Punisher, yeah, the Punisher, Walking yeah, he's the Punisher. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> John Bernthal's great. Love him. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. the new American Gigolo, they're like they really need to put a new spin on it since Deuce Spigolo. It's like it's time <laughs> that we address this in a real way because that go. was ridiculous. I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So going to that, um, that'll be my days, and then um, Nico and I are dressing up as, and I, I'm not this person. Okay, so I don't know how they talked me into this. But um, we're des- dressing up as Jessica Rabbit and um, Bugs Bunny for a party they're DJing on oh, Saturday. Oh, and I'm just fun. like, I'm just like, oh, God. I just don't. That's just like not normally me. But, you know, whatever. I'll, I've, I I'll bought the stuff. I very, cannot wait to see photos. Very, very large impact in my day. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit. Had a very large impact on me. <laughs> oh, what? as a child, <laughs> I think yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of people she probably was mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, did you did you guys see uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Did you ever see yeah, that? Movie? Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Oh yes, oh. I did see. I don't. I don't know why I say no. <laughs> but then I say yes. But it's funny because I want on ADHD TikTok because you know, uh-huh. yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm on there too. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is like a common thing where you say, "Huh," and then you say, oh, "Then you answer the question." It's, <laughs> it's so that's fair. It's like so, uh, because I think it, what. I think one of the things is that your brain is split and that you're thinking about one thing, but you're hearing the other and your brain hearing what's going on is catching up because your idea is going faster. Yeah. 
I heard this on NPR. They said like another similar thing is like when you say, yeah, no, or no, yeah. It's like whatever one comes last is actually how you really feel or something like that. So they were saying like when you're like, uh, yeah, no, like what you're saying is like, no. And then like when you're saying like, no, yeah, like what you're really saying is yeah. But I've noticed (laughs) that like, I hope that's not actually the case because a lot of people are like, yeah, no, to me when they're trying to be like, yeah, for sure. And if they're like, if that's a Freudian slip and they're actually like saying like, yeah, I want you to spend the night at my house. And I'm like, yeah, man, I would love to spend the night at your house. And they're like, yeah, no, it's going to be awesome. (laughs) You're like, wait, do you what? Like, according to this podcast, (laughs) they're saying like subconsciously, like, no, actually, I don't want you spend the night but i think that like maybe like not everybody i mean obviously it's not a hard and fast rule but it's been fucking me up lately (laughs) because people have been like yeah no and i've been like do you really mean no (laughs) have you have you asked have you just straight up just been like i just want to be clear all intention like don't like have any judgment but like yes or no well, <laughs> it was ever, weird, just, like, this dude was like yeah man look i want you to know like i know you've been going through it and you could stay at my house anytime and i was okay. like i do want to stay at your house like i love the idea and i was like trying to be really sincere and be like thank you so much for extending the offer that means a lot to me like okay. i would like to I definitely will take you up on this offer sometime. And he was like, yeah, no, for real. It would be awesome. And like, I'm like, okay. So I feel like something that means, in my sentence yeah, What it sounds like, me. I mean, and like, look, I don't know if this is the case or not. This is probably something you have to clarify with them. But in that case, it that to me sounds like, yeah, no worries. Uh, like, yeah, don't worry about it. Um, this is how this is because I already offered it. I feel yeah. like one of the things that like I've been learning is like taking people at their word because Same. how am I supposed to know their intention or what whatever other than like what they've actually said to me or written to me? That's been a big thing that's been going on in my life is actually realizing that I went through life taking people at their word and that in real life, a lot of the people I'm surrounded by don't mean what they say. Yeah. Realistically. Well, and that, but that's not your journey to fix them on that. Like that's true. people don't, if they don't mean what they say, then they're actively lying and trying to shout you from the truth anyway. So like, what's the point? Like if that's their journey to like have harbor those feelings or whatnot and not actually express them in my yeah. opinion, okay but this is what you said <laughs> yeah. so how am i supposed to think thing. otherwise and it's like there is not like so the county i live in has forty thousand people tops burning man is bigger than that <laughs> like <laughs> real talk like it's like um everybody who's here i know and everybody knows me and they've known me since I was young. So there's a lot. It's not even like we're getting none of us are really getting a fair shakedown with each other. Like uh, everybody is kind of. Um, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, no's. And you're like, uh, <laughs> OK, for sure. sure. And then like, you know, when it when you've been around a whole bunch of people, you get used to reading between the lines because like that's just how everybody treats each other. It's like nobody wants to start uh, like open a wound and start an old fight. 
And so everybody's trying to be calm, but like at the same time, like everybody also knows each other so thoroughly that it's like you don't really have to say what you mean. You can like, you can be polite. But yeah, I like, I guess another big thing is that uh, a lot of people, um, they want you basically nobody keeps their word nobody is actually honest about what they want and nobody really like expects you to keep your promises and they don't expect you to hold them to keeping their promises because like everybody for some reason is like yeah sure i'll meet you there for that time or yeah sure we can go on a hike on that day and then that day comes around and they're like oh wow like oh i'm sorry like stuff fell through or they just don't even call you back that morning and you're like man like um i get it right like after living here so long it's kind of like i understand how the communication works but um are you are you feeling like people are like rejecting you a lot but not wanting to tell you that Uh, I feel like I'm genuinely the one who's usually rejecting. I feel like like, a lot of people like reach out to hang out with me and it's like, I'm not about that life anymore. Like I'm really trying to focus on um, getting it together so that I can actually go do the stuff that I want to do and be able to achieve like, new levels and continue growing right because if you're if you stop growing you start dying faster and so uh, i'm trying to continue to like grow but um it's been changing um me and my friends recently started a non-violent communication um by uh mr rosenthal he's created like created this course and so we've been doing that and that's been helping i've been meeting people through that who are much more intentional about how they speak and mm. it's it's awesome but uh, interesting it's all a new it's all a new territory and so as we've been growing and stuff things have been getting better but yeah i do notice that in society today a lot of people are so used to people not keeping their word that they kind of have this like protective barrier where like they try not to get too, too like close. yeah they try not to like really take what you say like and like think that you're gonna mean it because they're so used to people not coming through and what they say they're gonna do <clears throat> what do you think it looks yeah what do you think it looks like um on the more positive side like what what's the ideal side of that the ideal side is just that, like, people don't feel like they're going to hurt your feelings if they say, like, no, you know what, I'm going to stay in tonight. And that they don't just, like, oh, I see this person calling, so I'm, like, I'm just going to let it go to voicemail because I don't want to call them and tell them I don't want to come. It's like, dude, sure. you know, just say you don't want to come. Like, why did you say you, like, you, like why even sure. in the beginning go through that? Nobody's going to be mad at you if you're just you like, think- yeah. Do you think you could be that truthful side? Like, do you think, because you said that, like, you feel like you're the one rejecting others. Like, do you feel like that you could be the voice that tells people honestly and they can rely on your honesty and then have that, like, honesty train kind of grow? 
I do. And I feel like I'm genuinely finally starting um, to collect people around me that are more intentional and more honest in how they speak. But Good. at the same time, it's, uh, yeah, it would be nice to um, move somewhere where it's a whole new start. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. But I think I was listening I, to Alan Watson. He was saying that, like, um, the way people treat you informs yourself about who you are. Like, the way people treat you and interact with you is actually kind of like the flip side of the coin. You know, like, a coin has a head side and the coin has a tail side. It's like when people interact with you every day, all day, those people are just that you're subconsciously taking that information in and creating a picture of yourself based off of, like, how people perceive and act towards you. And so a lot of times, yeah, um, you you notice uh, when people genuinely think that you're still the same person you were 12 years ago and like in a small county that's really hard to get away from because people have known you all your life you know and so they're like oh um this person is still the person like um like i i know that they can put on a good facade but i know that deep down inside they're the same person they were when they were 21 and you're like nobody's the same person they were when they were 21 dude like people change like that's really it's really impossible to be the same it's like you have to work hard to stay the same person you were when you were 21 in your 30s and uh yeah and so i yeah i just think that um it would be really refreshing to move to a place like the Bay or move to a place where there was a larger population and more people who didn't know me and more people who uh, weren't where I didn't start as a black man. I just started as a person because I've noticed that like, of course, racism is everywhere. But like when you go down to the city, like by default, just because the white people out there have seen so many different types of people every day of their life like they don't necessarily even register like something different like for them that's not different whereas like here it's like you know 40,000 people 99.9 percent white it's like you're always the most out of place thing so everybody is by default even if they're not racist always watching the one thing that like is like the most out of place and Mm. so um yeah it just feels like 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 i said i have kids here fish in a wide racist bowl (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and i i I can't leave i can't leave i gotta stay here but meeting you guys has been awesome (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah Talking to some people who have interesting lives outside of my tiny ass county. (laughs) It's cool. Fuck yeah, man. I mean, here's the beautiful thing about the internet is that the small town life is not necessarily what you have to be stuck in. Uh, You can be exposed to way more out there just by the mere fact of having an internet connection. and. People who who think like you and like I 
I don't know about you, Marie, and I feel like you have a lot to say on this, but like I, one of the reasons why I got out of my hometown was because <laughs> I thought I would go crazy. <laughs> um, wow. Repetition yeah. and the people who know me and all this stuff. But yeah, Marie, what do you think? Uh, well, I, I had a, I, so I lived in a very small, very conservative area, right? Before I moved back to San Francisco. So I lived in San Francisco and then moved, I lived in LA, moved to San Francisco, then moved to this conservative area. So it was culture shock. Um, but, and I, I it, it was just the worst for me. I adapted, you know, um, but the things that I thought were commonplace, like things that we just don't do and we just don't say and we just don't behave, <laughs> those aren't commonplace, right? Like, I, you know, there, you know, racism is a little bit casual. That's also the first place I realized that mm -hmm. not all Latinos, like not all brown people like black people. I didn't know that. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Like there were, like there's, a contingency of brown folks who just aren't aren't down yeah. with black people. There's actually they just did a study, I guess, after like white people uh lot I and I don't want to say Latin I don't know if it was just general, but like they're the ones who discriminate against oh, black Latinos people next underneath that list. Yeah, um, and also, um, like, I mean, I just watched some stand-up comics where, like, uh, they were, you know, Latinos making fun of Latinos for being so racist. But, um, yeah. like, <laughs> also the black people out here, too, like, they have more in common with the average white person out here than I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like the black people who have decided to move out here have, like, a real personal relationship with their Lord and Christ Jesus. And like, they also like are very much like, you know, posting about how awesome Trump is and like how they're like, mm. you know, pro Trump yeah. and they're tired of like all black people. Like uh, what's that one key and peel <laughs> where they're like, they're like having a meeting for like Republican black people. And they're like oh, all dressed. Oh yeah. And they're all saying like the same thing. And even the guy <laughs> like, from the Cosby yeah, shows I'm there right now. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm miffed. Like, I am. Miffed. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. Like, they're all wearing the same clothes. They're all wearing. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> and it yeah, feels like that too. It's like, like, like my, so my, my kid's mom, who is white, um, she told me, like, you know, we recently broke up after being back together for five years. And uh, a big thing for her was, you know, like, the reason why you are sad is because you're choosing to be sad and uh, you're being depressed. Wow because uh you know just be like if you just if you're just positive like me then like positive things will happen to you and i was like you know like i feel like that's kind of because you're a white woman <laughs> in a white area mm. and she mm -hmm. was like well if being white makes me positive i'm glad i'm white then and i'm just oh. like um, no what no. oh my god <laughs> I will spit in that woman's grave. Um, <laughs> it was, Jesus Christ. It was it's like, I don't have anybody to bounce this off of. I don't have anybody. But, so here, can I show you this text? That's fucked up, right? Is that fucked up? I feel like that's fucked up. <laughs> like, okay. it's like, 
So I'm all out here, like, trying to, like, figure out. Because, like, you know, the other part of me is, like, oh, she's right. Like, you just need to, like, change your perspective on things. And, like, all of this is in your head. And it's Oh, like, my God. No, that's fucked up. <laughs> all of this is in your head when she's literally doing the thing that you're... I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I'm I don't think it. Here's the thing. I don't. I think. Um, I think toxic positivity is yes. very much a uh, comes white from, female Christian thing. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's. It's almost it's elitist huge, in some ways. It is. It's holier than thou. It's yeah. it's one of those things where it's like I know what's right, and you clearly know what you don't yeah. know what's right, um, and, and like I know the answer. She's pointing out. She's like, okay, so I work with this uh, this Indian guy, and um, he's oh, happy God. all the time, and like so clearly, it's a matter of perspective, and your perspective just sucks. Which my name means laughter. I... I am a super positive guy. I've been like Aww. literally known throughout the candy as that smiley black kid. Like that's what people have been like, Aww. do you know Isaac? Oh yeah, that smiley black kid. It's like I am positive 99.9% .9 of the time and she was my partner. So like when fucked up shit would happen to me, I would go to her and like tell her like, hey, I'm feeling really down. And I thought that was my safe place. Like I wouldn't, you know, I never like did that I, I was never like the type of person who was just like complaining about race all the time, like out in public or anything like that, you know? And so for Which her to be like, totally, oh, I just, I mean, like, look, this is the most white apology ever, but like, please feel <laughs> free to complain about this shit as much as possible because it is real. It does happen to you. And I, on behalf of my white cisterns, um, mm. they can fuck themselves. <laughs> like, uh, so much mm -hmm. bullshit and that toxic positivity was one of the reasons why I was not very fond of the church after a good long stint because that yeah. that toxic positivity like ends up being like tearing you apart from the inside and Which realizing how many yeah, yes. Pres Presbyterian Frozen Chosen um, Seventh Day Adventist <laughs> okay I know I know quite a few Seventh Day Adventists um and, uh, a couple of them are bacon eaters now too. Um, <gasps> so we thought we thought it was weird. We, we thought the seven days we were like you went to a church on a Saturday. Blasphemy! Like, like <laughs> really? <laughs> you only <laughs> eat vegetables. <laughs> Blasphemy! How dare you? And you, yo, those kids taught me all the worst things. They were like all like I yes, never. It, that's the I, thing. We lived in a hippie commune. And like all off grid and like the hippie kids that my like the parents in the church said were evil. They were the ones that like all the older kids were like, yo, come play basketball with us. Even though I was like younger and like not like them. And like all the kids at church were the ones who ran from me and like called me nigga. And then like, Jesus, you know, wow. The, the fucking church was the ones where like all the crazy stuff was going on behind the bushes where kids were like, that's where like the molestation was going on. That's where like mm. the pastor was getting at the fucking lady who played the organ even Jesus. though they were both married like all the shady shit was going down in the church man like <laughs> that, and well and that's the thing that always like weirded me out because like i would i loved comedy even as a kid in sci-fi and like 
I wasn't like there not my parents specifically all the time because I got to read Harry Potter, but like there were other people that were just like telling me all this like evil, horrible, like very twisted shit that I was like, I didn't read this in that book. And <laughs> I and I was like, oh, because a lot of the like culture of that is like it's far worse because they've experienced far worse then, like, the simplification of something's, like, a little bit nicer or sweeter or funnier. Yeah, and they have and, to like, hide it. It's all hidden. It's and they have to right. hide it until they're like, no, I'm worried that this, like, horrendously awful thing is going to happen. And it's like, why Why that specifically? Because I think a lot of that is just, like, born and bred within the church, which is, like, the unfortunate truth of a lot of this and why I'm just so very, like, cautious around hard <laughs> you know to the letter anything. uh religion yeah yeah, yeah I, I, anything, anything. It, yeah. it's not even just christianity it's like it, you know Somebody that kind comes of at me with like yeah exactly with a hardcore it, like you're just stricture like, yeah. yeah yeah it doesn't it leave room for humanity it yeah. does not but that's a little bit of my story <laughs> wow <laughs> thank you for uh thank you for making me feel lighter Good. I'm. I'm glad. I'm really glad. And please, please, I encourage you to get more online. Uh, you know, <laughs> because yeah. like there is a the whole wide. There's a wide world web. Um, and uh, <laughs> I feel yeah. like the internet. It's like you have a supercomputer in your hand. You have mm-hmm. access to the accumulation of. 10,000 years of human knowledge it's it's like you can just reach up into that cloud and grab any piece that you want to know about anything and pull it down yeah and like, if it's just yeah. even if it's just gaming like with a friend I've been I've been really feeling for a while that I need to yeah either start making trips to the bay or find a group of people to play video games with online <laughs> for sure and there there is a ton of that stuff out there so like I, I encourage you like if you if you can't afford the trip to san francisco definitely look there's a ton of groups and things like that out there um there's a lot of meetups even digital meetups. the same meetups that's what i've been yeah i was really yeah. sad that, like i was listening to one of you guys's first episodes and you were talking about um you know, like when I lived in Sacramento, like honestly, going to the club, going to um, uh, some of the gay bars in Sacramento, that was like one of the places where I felt like it was really awesome and open. And so like, I was sad to hear that like, maybe that might be changing. But I don't know, is that, is it? Is it? I was. I was going to ask you this. Is it? Uh, is it still cool to go as a cis dude to these spots? I don't or think. I, do I think. I don't know. Like I'm never going to be the person, and and I know there are people who are very hard lined about this stuff. I do think, like, in spaces that are supposed to be predominantly women, I think that cis men should... So, heterosexual cis men should stay home. Like, I think that's... 
if there is a place where women want are going out to meet women and feel safe around women, I doesn't I don't see why this man would want to go there like it kind of confuses things you know there's drag shows and things like that i don't think yeah, it's um what I'm talking about is yeah like, drag uh, shows are fine like i think go to the drag shows go to there are certain parties like princess has a night where i think it's great to go it's called princess and it's a drag show and a nightclub like bring whoever you want i just think i'm like i think the problems come in where you know there are, especially now, there are less than like 20 lesbian bars in the whole country. Um, and but there's like a like a million and one gay bars, right? Uh, <laughs> just like we, we don't have many spaces or places, so I just think it's like I can understand that personally, you know, like that's one cool thing that uh, I got from the Christian church was like, you know. Like you would have retreats that were all women and like it was like that's a space that like obviously is, you know, you everybody needs a space like that. Like black people need a space where they can go to where it's like a black space. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing for 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 women and the same thing for men. But I just remember that like in Sacramento, the gay bars were like some of the most open places where everybody went. And like all races were there, and so yeah, I think that gay bars are a little bit different than like. Here's the thing: like, there's not many lesbian bars. Period. Like, um, you might have some gay men be like, "I see, like, why are you here if you're not gonna let me hit on you?" But um, I, other than that, like, I'm just talking about very, like, very specifically, like lesbian bars or lesbian nights and like queer you know women centered nights yeah. i think those are the ones for but i think i think uh i think the one do thing i do think is i don't think straight men should go there for to you know f find a third for their for the, <laughs> for their pineapple nights you know yeah, um, which i'm just that. learning about this pineapple world um i, I don't know, know if that you is. all What's that? So Those pineapples know. are the universal sign for swingers. Oh yeah. What? Someone told me that when I wore a pineapple shirt and I felt sad. Um, <laughs> yes. So, okay. Yes. I do know this now. And I never wear that pineapple shirt anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they commandeered the pineapple. It's well, I mean, I what think it's fun? like, a, it's like, I think anybody can wear the, I'm still going to wear pineapples. What I'm saying is it's like that. If it's like people, a symbol. Yeah. Like they're like, and if you return, like this one guy, he it was funny. He was talking on TikTok. He's like, um, they kept ordering. They went out to eat with this group, and they kept ordering them drinks with pineapples, and he, and they weren't like feeling. They weren't like giving anything back. And then the other couple, then as a gift, sent them pineapple rums like rum in pineapples and he was like he's like oh i wasn't for sure before but now i know for sure I'm like for sure yeah so he's like but i'm not into it so <laughs> he was, 
Well, I think I also realized why people were so friendly to me when I wore that shirt. Um, (laughs) Yes, right? You've been like giving off slutty signals. (laughs) I love it. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it. I I like the flavor of pineapple. I'm not going to lie. No more pineapple hoodie pajamas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't wear those out. Uh, Well, the funny thing is, too, like there's also like if you were by yourself wearing that. Then there's a whole nother status that they, they would see you by yourself and think what does you that mean? a unicorn, uh, which is the other thing that <laughs> just what's, what's a unicorn? A okay, unicorn is a single woman who wants to be a third in a, in a couple. They're called unicorns because oh, they're hard to find. So I should just. I mean, this is important to know because my next thing was like, you know what? I know about Wormhole in Oakland. I know about Burning Man clubs, but I'm sure there's a lot of pineapples going around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I there. I mean, there's those kinds of places all over the city in San Francisco. Like, it's pretty, pretty Yo, free. Yeah, I need to come down. I I need a good old fashioned yeah. trip to the Bay. <sighs> I miss it. It, it's it's the best place to be. I it's love it. changing, but I think that you could still find like genuine experience. And like yeah, I for said, sure. like people's heads don't turn. That's what's so crazy about here. Is like I said, it's like people aren't. So I'm in Calaveras County, putting you on blast. Uh, I like out here. It does. Like I said, it doesn't. Just because somebody's watching you does not mean that they're that they have a problem with you but guaranteed you just feel eyes on you everywhere mm. you are and you look and you guarantee you know that if you like raise your head and you look around you're gonna catch somebody like looking away really fast because they had been just like staring at you and when you mm. catch them like a lot of times they feel they have like the common decency to act sheepish and embarrassed and be like, oh, I, wh- wh- why was I why was I staring at him? It's not not even interesting. It's just like, you know, at the county fair, we have a really like popular county fair and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, people go out of their ways to be friendly and stuff. But it's cool when you go to the Bay because like I feel like in popular places, yeah, yeah, you can stand on your own merit. Like people aren't like out here. I feel like I'm on the front lines day after day changing white people's perspectives of what they think a black person is like. I'm but that's not like, your job to do that. I think I, really if, I, if I could tell you to put that, that away, I think a lot of black folks do that, especially like people like me who um, grew up in predominantly white neighborhoods, grew up predominantly around black, uh, white people. Like we, it, it's okay to take days off on that. Like you don't have to teach. Like, I think it's like any marginalized group, this kind of becomes your, your, your role, like as the woman of the group, as the queer person of the group, as the black person of the group, as you know, as anything different, you become the spokes person for that. And um, that's exhausting. And mm-hmm. I, I invite you to just like, you know, you shouldn't here's the thing is you shouldn't have to change anybody's perspective like that's not the onus is not on you like you get to be whoever you want you get to be nuanced and like you get to be like if you have a bad day it gets to not reinforce their i their stereotypes of you like you get to have all 
of the range of emotions that a human has without it being about your 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 race. Um, Not if you're out and about. Like genuinely speaking, our county is getting better. Um, we had a huge slide backwards during the Trump period, but our county is getting better. But I'm thinking about like right now. I'm a, I'm applying. And my friends, uh, uh, one of my friends in particular, is really pushing for me to get a job with the Unified School District. And I'm just okay. thinking, like, I know for sure that there are parents who aren't going to like that, like, just based off of the territory and the demographic. I know there's going to be more than one. And she's like, you don't have to worry about that. The staff's not like that. Like, the staff, like, will love you. And, like, they'll, like you will be able to stand on your own merits, not the color of your skin. And I'm just like, yeah. But, like, you know, it'll be that thing where there will be people who are watching extra closely to see if I do fuck up in any way because... That's right, but that's on them. I guess that's the thing. It's like it doesn't. Ha you don't have to pick up the cape every day. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. You get to just exist. Um, like you might be there for, but like, like all, none of that is about you and your existence. Like none of that is about you. Right. You know what I mean? I I get it because I've been in those spaces before and always feeling like I have to change people's mind and perspectives. But then that doesn't leave room for. The day you fuck up and maybe you're a little angry and then <laughs> yeah. somebody decides you're aggressive, right? Because the minute you get yeah, mad, you're aggressive. So I guess that's the thing is like sometimes put find, it away. Find a me. <laughs> find a me. You know, like find a, a white Katie that goes around and I will fucking bitch about it for you. Like you An know, emotional like, support white person. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I I recently did the guy who started the nonviolent communication classes, his name is Taj, and he has been a boon to my existence. This guy, the oh. first time I met him, he was like, So I've just been feeling really crazy like i feel like i have a lot of white guilt and i was like you even know that sentence bro you're in you're in you're you made it in my book just like you uttering that sentence to me is profound that you even know what that sentence is that like i i absolve you in the name but yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, I complain and stuff and it does, it, I feel like I'm about to sign myself up for um, another level of being on the front line in doing this, like working for the school district thing. But sure. um, yeah, it also kind of feels like, you know, uh, the path is opening up and I need the money and like while I try to find the job in the meantime. And uh, yeah, I do genuinely think that like, having a black person who's different than what they see portrayed on TV as a black person is going to be the deciding factor in a lot of kids' lives. Like, I do sure. have a chance to genuinely be an impact in that way. And so That's it, great. The, cards are, the cards are kind of dealt at this point. And I'm looking at it like, all right, time to step up to the plate again. Okay. Well, that's great. I feel like that's, that's a good, wonderful. That's a good note good. to end on. We just hit it, it out. Really is. Yeah. yeah, out of the park, man. So much. Hope. I love it. I love it. it, it there's good things ahead. I really do believe that. 
Well, Amen. everyone, please remember that the universe is chaos, so please be kind. And uh, Marie, is there anything you want to finish off? Yeah. Um, you know, they ticket on our side of the street on Thursdays, and I'd like to ask all parking enforcers, like, you don't need to give people <laughs> tickets one minute after it's too late. Thank you. You, you really don't. That's Perfect. ridiculous. Have Perfect. a little compassion. Yeah, like hard. one minute? Like, were you sitting there? It expired one minute ago. I live in San Francisco, clearly. So you really This is, this is what we're going to end on yeah. every single time now. And you really messing up people's lives. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See you later. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.